BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. Okay, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast from the beginning, um, my co-host was always mostly always my sister Ariel and she makes guest appearances now that a lot of you enjoy for some shocking it's not like they make guest appearances you fired me from being your co-host and now I'm on and you rehire me and then you fire me again but I love to talk about this shit so I'm like sure I'll talk about it it's like what we talk about anyway So let me just give people a little bit of you. I feel like no one ever said anything bad about you in your life. In my life? Well, that was just me making it pretty at the end. But like, let's say, I don't know, not that I read negative reviews about myself in my podcast, but like people can say a lot of negative things about me. No one has ever said like, Ariel, she's really a mean one. Like, because even when you were on, I feel like you were always the like voice of... No, but like, she's <laughs> nice. Don't say that, Amanda. And maybe that's why you were fired because you were making me look bad. Not first of all, not at all. I am just maybe like you're feisty and that's why you are not skinny, but not fat. But like nobody actually like cares, you know, like you're 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 not skinny, but not fat. You're the influencer here. Oh, Ariel, cut and post. The influencer. Cut it in post. But no, I wanted to say something else. Okay, so that's why you're on because we like because this podcast used to be just all what what was that face at? No, at you. That I'm cute? No, that I now I looked back and I remembered when we like would do it every week together and it yeah. was like so fun. We'd like make drinks and we'd have like a little happy hour. I know. Now it's session. like now it's like Noah's sleeping. Run to the computer, like run to this. So a, don't touch your mic. Now you're um, you're flashing me back to when I hated recording with you. <laughs> don't touch your mic. So so this podcast used to be all about pop culture. Every week was just like a rundown of all the events and reality shows and celebrities and blah blah blah. Which you can get that on my Instagram always. And now I do have a lot of fun guests, and we also discuss those things. 
But I love when Ariel comes on um, from time to time to talk just about that stuff. And also, I didn't have a guest for this week. So that's really the honest truth right there. Um, <laughs> but we do have. Well, A, let's give just the background of why you're not physically with me. Yeah, you guys, we've been our our little quarantine bubble has been infested, Broken. has been infested, infested. So Ariel's boyfriend got the Corona, which is so wild because I mean, let's give the whole thing. He um, has an autistic brother. He is his caretaker. And can I say that? Yeah. Okay. And he was, we got a message that he's eligible to get the vaccine because of that reason. So he went to get it and then had like what we thought was side effects of the vaccine. We're like, oh, sucks for you. You know, arm was sore. He was tired. His head hurt. It was a few days of this. He even talked to, talked to like the nurses. They were like, that's normal. Then Arielle, who like runs the fucking household, was like, we should take a COVID test. Like I was even to her like, that's a really weird thing to do. He just got a vaccine. That would be way too weird. Lo and behold, it comes, it back. comes out positive, positive penny. He was having symptoms. And the first few days I was like with him, sleeping with him. Like that sounded wrong, but sleeping in the same bed like breathing him in. And then I was like, we have to go get a freaking COVID test because something's off here. Like it's too many days. And then he did and he was positive and I've been sleeping on my couch ever since. So it's so crazy, you guys, because imagine the coincidence and the like just awful, awful coincidence of getting a COVID test and probably getting the virus a few days before you got, sorry, the COVID vaccine, being lucky enough to get it because in fucking the U.S. it's shit right now. Like in Israel, my husband, because we're still like citizens, got a message that he's eligible for it because he's over 35. And I think today already anyone over 16 can get it. And the country is going to be fully vaccinated by March. And for all this, people were like, oh, it's a smaller country. Yeah, duh. But they also bought enough vaccines for their small country and are running it extremely well and getting everybody vaccinated. So there's going to be an end in this, vi- like an end in sight and not to get too into that stuff. But here it's like I watch the news and it's like, you know, health um, people and over 65 or 75 even. And it's just like, when is there even a future in which we can get it? And it's not like fucking crazy. Anyway, her boyfriend has it. We were all freaking out because we saw you guys over the weekend. And I was in the same car, closed car with you. And you guys were at our house on Sunday night. So we all got tested. We all came back negative, even Ariel. And we live in New York City apartments. So not like a separate room to quarantine in. So he's in the bedroom. Ariel's birthday is coming up. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And it's the honestly. first time we felt this virus close to us, like we felt kind of untouchable till now because we were so good at quarantining. We have not been seeing anyone outside of our family as crazy as that sounds. And if we had that person quarantined, so this feels like a really strange thing and we're trying to take all the precautions, but it's just such a scary thing. And he's feeling fine. That's the other thing. The the Corona that he got was a really light one. Like I hope anyone who gets it gets it this way. He had bad headaches for a couple of days, but not too bad. Like we thought it was the side effects of the fucking vaccine. I mean, he yeah. has some bad luck. So fucking annoying. But I mean, and now and he's getting the vaccine. So now and like not only is the vaccine not that it's useless, but like he's already going to have antibodies from the virus. 
And now he's like due to get his second dose soon. So he'll be like extra protected. And he's the only one in our family that like works outside of home and with other people. So it's good that he's, you know, protected now. It's a good thing, maybe. It's a good thing. Anyway, so that's why we're doing this not together via Zoom, even though, as most of you know, she lives in my building and she's two floors (laughs) above me. (laughs) Okay, you guys, sorry to interrupt, but I really want to tell you about Bruch. Okay, Bruch is an amazing electric toothbrush, which I deserve. I don't know about you. I deserve it. I was using, you know, just a battery operated toothbrush. I got a Dwayne Reed for $8 and I deserve a fancy freaking electric toothbrush that is matte white and forces me to brush for two full minutes. So that when I'm done, I feel like I freaking left the dental hygienist. Okay. And my mouth is literally like in the commercials, like toothpaste commercials where it's like, bling, like legit. So it's just such an experience. You legit feel like you left the dentist, you guys. It also looks amazing. Like I said, it's stylish AF. It comes in this chic little like travel case and it's just amazing. I have a white one. Like I said, Matt White Husb has a black one. So it's cute. Looks cute in our little, cute little bathroom. Uh, the battery life is amazing. I've legit charged it a couple times and I've had it for quite a while. And Bruce ships you new replacement heads every six months. So you never get stuck using a worn down brush head like I have in my life before switching to Bruce. Okay, you guys. So try it for yourself. Pamper yourself. Get 15% off your new and improved Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan when you use promo code NOTSKINNY at Bruce.com. That's B-R-U-U-S-H.com. And that's 15% off with promo code NOTSKINNY by going to B-R-U-U-S-H.com. It's just a different experience of brushing your teeth, honestly. So we have a lot to talk about. So not only do we want to recap The Bachelor, let's start with that. Let's start with last week's Bachelor episode. I, you know, posted on on Instagram. I am so scared to be hurt again by Rachel and her perfect eyelinered eyes. You know what I mean? I'm scared to be duped. She's too good to be true. I did post the TikTok that was kind of alluding to the fact that she has like a, a racist history, comes from like a family of, of Trump supporters. I'm not judging who her parents vote for. And in that TikTok, I don't see her face. It's kind of like blurred out. I do see that she liked certain things. I'm putting that aside in our discussion of her because Listen, like one TikTok can ruin a person's life. And like, I didn't do the deep dive and I don't know the information. So let's just go by what we saw in the episode when we're talking about her right now. Okay. She's beautiful. Like, you can't like not say that. She's gorgeous. But like, you like, don't even get duped. Like, just don't even believe what she's saying. Like, it's just not, it's not real. Like, A, she's already in love with Matt. Like, when has she like had time to fall in love with him? Where? Also, There is nothing to fall in love with because Matt is like a snooze fest. Like if he was quarantine crew, Matt, I'd be like, okay, dancing, fun. He's like on Xanax, Matt. But I think the Bachelor does such an awful job of showing the actual like Bachelor or Bachelorette's personality. Like we know he can be funny. We know like, like 
they had like a whole quarantine crew, like TikTok going on. Like we know he has a personality, but bachelor producers just focus on like when he's talking about serious stuff. And I think he's so bad about not expressing his feelings, but like being like the bachelor and saying the things that like a a bachelor says that it's just, it's a snooze fest. It's a snooze fest. Listen, you can't be built like that and have that body and be like the funny you get what I'm saying like him first of all I had Violet uh Benson on my podcast like the other week whatever she went on a date with Tyler C she tells us about it and she said like listen he's boring and I was like I could totes see that like like in terms of hanging out like one-on-one can't you feel like he's like yeah like I don't know they're not like the most they're not like comedian they're not Adam Sandler's okay they're not Dave Chappelle's like they're not gonna you know be the funniest guy in the room they're they have thousands of abs and and also the the producers and the show is really focusing on all this petty drama which like we know every you know season has that you have the villain you have the this you have the two on ones you have the person that comes for fame we know the fucking shtick maybe change it up i don't know maybe but also you're right it's like showing all these boring ariel i've literally yesterday i posted i was watching the bachelor while i was with my baby while i was eating while i was folding laundry while i was working it's like i couldn't find m- more things to do of how bored i was <laughs> of this like drama. I didn't even know that MJ girl with the curly hair. I don't even know what the drama with her was because you know what? I don't care. Yeah. It's there is, I don't think that they have anything else to focus on. Like there are no extravagant dates. There is no traveling the world. Like there is none of that. So like they are just focusing on like what TV they can make. And it, it's so petty. And every conversation that Matt has is about that. And I, and you know what? We also have not seen bullying like this on the show ever. And it is bullying. It is bullying. These girls are mean. Victoria is mean. MJ was even mean. Anna was mean. Like you, I understand that Brittany, like we don't know what's happening with Brittany. Like she may or may not be an escort. That's her life. But you can't mess with somebody's livelihood like that. Like you can't go spreading this w- rumor to everybody on the show when it, the show is going to be aired and it can mess with their, with their livelihood, with their career. I, I don't know, but I, I just feel like it's very mean this season. And like the types of the kind of mean stuff that happened before isn't like what's happening now. Like these you girls think? are just, I feel like these girls are just awful. I these think girls are that, mean. Okay. And this is where people are going to hate me and love you. I think we've gotten so sensitive. I feel like, don't you remember Hannah Brown? Didn't Kaylin like hate Hannah Brown? Hannah Brown hated Kaylin. Didn't everyone like hate Kaylin on that season? They were all like, she's fake. She's a pageant. I feel like every season has that. I feel like as we become so overly sensitive, like that girl was crying. She's like, she called me a hoe. So she fucking called you a hoe. If I was that. called a hoe, A, I would take it as a compliment because like I'm literally the prudest fucking whatever. But <laughs> if if let's say someone called me a hoe and I wasn't a hoe or even if I was a hoe, I feel like I can't I can't see myself taking it that seriously the same way as Brittany. Let's say she works. I don't know her job. Let's say she's an accountant. OK, and let's say I'm on there. Right. And I'm an accountant. And someone's like, Amanda has an escort. I'd be like, that's really a funny joke. 
like, thank you. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like they overplay this thing. Now it's like, everyone's like, it's bullying. And like, Victoria is awful. Okay. She's an awful human, but I fucking think she's hilarious. She, it got less and more right at the beginning. It was like, why is she being so bitchy again? I'm not pro bullying. I'm not saying it's okay to make anybody feel bad to, you know, say negative things about anyone. Like you said, to affect their livelihood. I do think though, that there is a side where, you know, calling her a bully and, and it, Listen, it was out of a movie. They were like both walking on that, taking a walk at Nima Colon, which looked so nice. I was like, I'm going to be taking a walk on a brisk fall day. I know. And she was like, what is she doing? Like, it was literally kind of like so staged. I feel like Victoria is getting so egged on by producers. Obviously, Matt doesn't give two shits about Victoria. He was never into her for two fucking seconds. He's giving her a hug like I would give my grandpa. Like... He never was into her sexually or otherwise. And she came on as she was a extra on a million dollar listing episode for no, an I 11 can't. million dollar house, which we know Queen Victoria can afford. She but she is. I agree. She's so funny. And clearly she was brought on to be this like villain character that they probably like couldn't find or like wanted someone to be a little extra. But. I mean, I guess you're right in the sense that like it, there's they the girls are always mean, but it just feels like they are like really ganging up on each other and especially the, the new, new girls. girls, but the new girls are also taking it to a whole other level. And this whole Jasenia, who I didn't know who she was before this episode and MJ, um, <laughs> drama, like varsity versus, uh, JV. I honestly like, so who see, gives Arielle, a shit? Like, like I do this, like this is. I, I I watch and I, I recap and I swear when I say I wasn't listening to that drama, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't care. They they showed MJ say like once like this is like varsity versus JV now and like and then she went to Matt and cried about it. That to me is like so but don't you think- and then they they had to bring them on a one a two-on-one like they wanted to make like this thing a two-on-one to make it dramatic so now one of them goes home because of this drama but it's so it's so stupid and then like she tells her like this is gonna air and you'll see the truth like what the truth that she says varsity versus jv like that's that's the tea like who gives a shit who so gives a did shit? they change producers like and then they did the dupe to be continued, like as if we care, as if and we care. it drives me fucking nuts. It's like don't fucking put that dramatic music until whether we're at the final four, because I don't care about any of these people, nor does Matt, nor does the rest of the audience at home. So don't put the dramatic music. Don't a- to be continued us about MJ and Jasenia. <laughs> I mean Jasenia. Uh, don't fucking don't do that. You know what I mean? Like. We don't care about them yet. You know what I'm saying? So it does feel that all this drama is so contrived either by producers or by these girls knowing that if you go to Matt and you cry about something, you'll get airtime. Yeah, exactly. And this is all happening after we had Sarah, I came for the right reasons, Trot, who is the last time I'm going to let anybody dupe me because flashback and you guys could find it in my highlights. If it didn't disappear yet, I was like, here's a real one. She's so genuine. She's a journalist. Like finally someone real. Then 
as we know it unfolds. And this bitch is the fakest bitch. I'm sorry. That sounded hardcore. She, what I don't like is her dad has ALS, which is such an awful disease. And she came in and claimed to be his primary caretaker, which would be somebody that lives and serves as his primary caretaker. She lives in LA. She's trying to make it as a model. Her dad lives, I think in San Diego. She's very open about trying to make it as a model. If you go on her TikTok and she shows you a legit tutorial about how to make it as a model in LA, again, appreciate the hustle, but not on my back not on my time, you know, not on me at home trying to find time with a baby to watch and recap the bachelor. And you're crying about all this shit where you're not your dad's primary. And, and Lauren Zima did an interview with her after she went home and went in. And I told Lauren Zima, I was like, listen, I loved it. She got a lot of flack for it, but basically she was like, kind of, kind of asking her the tough questions. Like, okay, you're crying about being away from your family, but didn't you know, like the bachelor could be a while? And she was like, yeah, but I thought I'd be able to talk to them on the phone. And Lauren Zeman was like, why'd you think, why'd you How? think you, you would have like, a phone? So even those small things kind of show like, not that you can't in some world feel that way, right? Come on, knowing that you can't talk to your family, knowing you'll be away, but also getting homesickness, but it all with her, it's yeah. like one thing and another thing. It's like saying you're the primary caretaker, us kind of understanding that that's not the case putting yourself as a broadcast journalist, whereas you're actually really trying to make it as a model. And now she's popping up on ads, like so many different things that she's like kind of modeling catalog modeling for. She just popped up on like a Botox thing. She's 24. You know how much I love that. So she proved to be a real fake, like a real fake. And not to say that she's a bad person, not to say she's an evil person, just to say, she was not there for the right reasons. I feel like almost nobody is, and I can't trust anybody. So back to Rachel. Rachel, who's saying she's in love with Matt. Rachel, who's saying she's never owned uh, shoes that are over $40. Rachel's saying she can't believe someone like Matt would even look at her when she's the gorgeousest person ever. Mm. It's so not believable. Actually, like, she can feel however she wants to feel. She's sitting next to a YSL bag as she's saying she like ha- doesn't have a pair of forty dollars shoes. She there there is just no way. And like you put up, she wore a six hundred dollar dress. Of course, like we don't know if that's actually hers, if it's one of the contestants. But let's say it is hers. Like no, none of it makes sense. But I actually have a question because I'm I'm thinking about it. Like, do you think Matt is really into? like really, really into anybody. Like, do you see the connection that we sometimes like see like already at this stage? Like, I don't, I don't know. It feels like he's almost into everyone. There's not one person that like really stands out for me. Wasn't it funny when they were at the farm thing and he had to go off and kiss that? What's her name? Uh, there are so many. That's the other thing. There's so many women. And then they brought on more women where like we can't and then they're bringing Heather and you're like that like what are they trying to do here I like think they're that so maybe they uh, maybe the 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 last seasons didn't do so well like I don't understand he does seem very smitten by Rachel because she's smit she she's doing it's as if she read like a book about like how to get the lead to fall in love with you which is be gorgeous but also you don't know it 
how to get America to fall in love with you. I'm yeah, but she can because she also has people saying that she's racist and and all these things. So it's not working. If not, then the story would be different. But she has that going and that going on the other side of it. Right. Okay, you guys, you know that I've been hashtag brave on Instagram post giving birth to my beautiful baby Noah about my postpartum weight loss journey. I've been weighing in with the FitTrack scale. It's called the Dara Smart Scale by FitTrack. It's one of the most accurate home smart scales in the world. And aside from that, it measures not only your weight, but like 17 other body composition stats. So it actually gives you a much better picture of like your health and your body and not just your weight. It gives you your bone density, your BMI, and it gives you a bunch of metrics just to better understand where you're at. I want to be in the know and legit. There's no better scale to do that than the FitTrack scale. It connects to your phone via Bluetooth. Super easy. You download the free app. Boom, your weight populates. And like I said, not only your weight, but 17 different body composition stats, which just makes it that much more amazing. Also, you can have more than one user on it. I get asked this question a lot. You can have more than one user on it, which you and your husband, you and your partner, whatever, you and your sister, you and your brother, you guys have to try it for yourself and freaking get 50% off. Stop measuring weight and start measuring health with FitTrack. Go to FitTrack.com slash not skinny to take 50% off your order, which is insane, but wait for it. For a limited time, you can save an additional 30% with code BUILD30 at checkout. That's FitTrack.com, listen closely, slash not skinny. That's fittrack.com slash not skinny for 50% off. But then you can get an additional 30% off with the code build, like build, like build a build a house. Okay. Build 30 at checkout. And that's just like incredible savings. Fittrack.com slash not skinny code build 30 at checkout. Get this amazing scale for an amazing price. So how to get the lead to fall in love with you. Be gorgeous, but you don't know it have insecurities, express those, tell him you're falling in love with him, like really ahead of the game. Um, and just bat those perfect eyelashes and your perfect eyeliner and say that, let and pretend to be so low maintenance. Like this is like, not who she is. So like, cute. She's not used to this. But isn't it so cute? It's so cute. Of course I'm, I'm, I'm all for Rachel. Like I'm smitten. I would fall in love with her. Like if I was Matt, it's so cute, but like she's really doing all the all of the things, all of the things that make somebody fall in love with you. What is cuter to be like high maintenance? I can afford a gazillion designer bags and I know I'm hot or hmm, I'm so insecure and I hmm, this is the first time I'm seeing anything that's worth more than a dollar. So it's like she read a playbook and she knows exactly what she's doing to get the lead but she does. She has like a sparkle in her eye. She legit sparkles. I don't know how this woman sparkles, but again, I don't see the connection. I don't see, you remember how I told, when we talked about Claire and Dale, I was like, listen, for her to blow up the show, I should have been seeing fireworks. I should have been seeing two people that like are so obsessed with each other. The same thing here. Like if she's saying she found her husband, Rachel, and she's never felt this way and she's in love and blah, blah, blah. You should kind of, you should feel it through the screen. Do you get what I'm saying? And we don't. 
this is a person that's watched all of the bachelors that knows exactly what they say on the show that is it's all pretend it's a game of pretend and it's one thing to say it and it's another thing to see it and i'm sure with cameras it's awkward and you can't really but you also can't say all of these things like you can't wait for this to be over you can't wait to start a family and for him to be the husband and to just go home with him like that doesn't happen from one one-on-one like I, i'm sorry what like all of these people, I'm sure it's really hard to spend time with Matt. And I'm sure they, they, I read even an interview once that like, even like the person that wins the, the amount that you spend with the lead is not a lot. Like it's a few hours in total. Like you're not spending so much time with them throughout the entire show. And so like, you cannot say that after you just finished your first one-on-one. Yeah. When did you have time to fall in love with him? watching him go on like a hot air balloon with like the other girl who I don't know her name. Like when did all of this happen? Because it doesn't make sense. And that's why it's not believable. Like if I saw her express normal feelings, then I would be like, I'm into the show. Like I'm, I mean, I'm into the show of course, but you know what I mean? It is divisive because I don't know if the word is good here, but I just wanted to use it. If someone comes on the show like Kelly, Pilot Pete's Kelly, do you remember she came on the show and she was like, I don't know. I came on because Peter's cool and like we get to travel. That's fun. They're like, oh, so you want to spend time with Peter? She's like, yeah, sure. And like travel. Do you remember? And we were like, "Um, Kelly, you don't get the show. So if someone comes on like that, which like we would be into because she was honest but it doesn't work for the show. You know what I mean? And if Kelly, yeah. if Peter didn't hook up with Kelly after the show, she wouldn't have gotten big on Instagram. She wouldn't have gotten attention because she wasn't good at the show. Anyway, Victoria. Yeah. Sorry. I I have to, I have to relate it back to something like remember what Colton season, which was like also a snooze fest. But when you actually started seeing how obsessed he was with Cassie is when it got interesting is when you actually saw real feelings when he was like jumping the fence, like that shit was Mm -hmm. fucking real. Like he was so upset. He was obsessed with Cassie. He went after her. Like those things are real. When we saw Ari and Becca break up, that shit was real. Like you saw real emotions there. That was all real. When he went to like Lauren, uh, Lauren, what, Lauren L, Lauren, whatever, his wife, when he went to his wife now, like those things are real. And those things are much more interesting than like having the same, the girls, every single girl say she's starting to fall in love with him at the same exact time over dinner that they're not eating like at Nima colon. I don't know. It's just not, not maybe the show doesn't work in remote times and like quarantine times. Maybe. Yeah. They need I don't know why they thought again, bringing on just more girls and it's just, it's just a lot. I need it to kind of move, move. And then we have the bachelorette already um, kind of been confirmed that they're set to film in Canada. This resort in Canada was rented out for like a, a few months, which is interesting to bring a bunch of Americans with COVID going on to Canada. But anyway, really quickly, I just want to finish up by uh, Victoria leaving. Obviously, it was obvious to me from the first, the beginning of the episode where Matt was like, um, you're bullying everyone and you're toxic. She's like me, the joy of the world of positivity and rays of sunshine in a good person and sweet and kind and such a good friend. Like even when she's so awful, like she's comical, like the fact that she when she left and she, <laughs> she literally said the joy, like everyone's going to be 
so upset to see me go. Like, no one is going to be happy. Like, I am the joy of the house. It's so bad. It's so funny. Like, it's bad that it's so funny. She was like, I never want to even say the name Matt. Like, she is comedy. Like, she's comedy. I will forever have in my mind the scene of Sarah. I put this up on my feed. It was so good. The scene of Sarah coming to talk to the girls before she left and saying, like, for those of you who got to know me, she's like, no one knows you. Like, legit in that voice, you guys. And Sarah's like, I guess you could tell I'm a good person. We don't, we can't tell. And she's like, and she's like, from the people I talked to and Victoria's like, who talked to her? No one. Like, she is, she has comedic gold timing. But you know what is going to bite all these girls in the ass is that, you know, they came for one thing and they're not all going to get it because of this lame season. I don't feel like anyone's going to be like at millions of followers. Do you get what I'm saying? I I disagree. I think they can get there. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Of course. It's The Bachelor. The whole I mean, I love I, I feel like you're going to say like, I love when Ariel thinks things. Okay. But I think that they can get there. Like it's the bachelor, the you whole world like, is watching. I feel, feel like, yeah. I feel like, I feel yeah. like the whole world is watching. We're all in quarantine. Like yeah. people get really invested in the bachelor and they're going to get there. They're going to get what they came for. And I'm for sure, like I predict that Matt will be single in like six months. I wanted to tell you guys about Stitch Fix because. Listen, you know me. I do not dress myself, (laughs) especially since we've been in this weird ass quarantine time. Online shopping can be so freaking daunting. You don't know if things will fit. Returns can be difficult. Sometimes you have to like, I don't know, go to to the store. Who wants to go to the store? And you don't even know what to start with. Like, what do we want to wear? What vibe are we going for? Stitch Fix does all the hard work for us. That is like legit amazing. So what Stitch Fix does, they offer clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your, your unique style and budget. So you take this little quiz to kind of tell the stylist what you're into, what your vibe is. It's just a really different and fun way to find clothes that you're going to love to wear. So basically the stylist kind of handpick pieces for you. They send them to you. You try them on at home and you keep what you love and you return what you don't. It is free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. There is no subscription. Yep. Mm -hmm. Wrap your head around that. You try Stitch Fix once or you set up automatic deliveries and you just pay $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited towards pieces you keep. No hidden fees ever. Just to give you guys an example, if you follow me on Instagram, I put up these free people fleece joggers that I am obsessed with and they came from Stitch Fix. And when I tried to find them, for you guys online to link them, not through Stitch Fix. I couldn't find them. So they have really unique pieces. I got another uh, very cool like sports shirt by MDX from there. So it's just a really, really cool concept. If you don't know where to start with getting dressed, like I said, you take a quiz, you kind of give the stylist an idea of what you're into. You get a box shipped to you. You keep what you like and pay for just that. You return what you don't like, no return fees, free shipping, amazing, no subscription needed, like 
mine explosions. And I have 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Your fix is that box that I was talking about. That's stitchfix.com slash not skinny. And that's 25% off when you keep everything in your fix that was fixed by stylists. Uh, stitchfix.com slash not skinny. Like I said, 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Okay, just a couple more things about the franchise that went on this week is Dylan Barber, who I love and like with his stupid loafers and like three quarter pants and whatever. He's actually a vibe. If you guys haven't listened to my podcast with him, listen, he is nothing like I thought he was. He's kind of really cynical about all about your nation. And he kind of showed like little inklings of it on my podcast, but he went real savage on Twitter this week being like, I'm going to answer questions, even though it was like real savage, but it was also like, Dylan, you didn't say anything like so groundbreaking because he basically said like everything is producers, like shit like that. Um, gave kind of a behind the scenes look. He, what else did he say? Oh, and then the big thing he was asked, like who got most fucked over by producers. And he said, Jed from his season, which was the Hannah Brown season. And they were like, why did Jed not are you saying Jed not didn't cheat on Hannah? And he said, yes. And that was like the big like other things he said didn't really shock me. Like who get, who picks the one on one dates? And he was like producers like I didn't actually think Matt was like scribbling today. We're going to see where the wind blows us like I th- th- I don't wasn't thinking that anyway. The, yeah, the Jed thing was kind of the big thing. Also, Dylan, love you, mean it, but you ended up with Hannah, the girl of your dreams through this franchise. So it's kind of like I feel like the people that should be bitter are maybe the people that actually got screwed. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I get it. But I think he is. I don't think Dylan is into the show. So he's like upset by what he's seen happen on the show. So even though it worked out for him, he really did meet the love of his life on the show he hates the way like the show handles, like the producers handled situations yeah. and like do everything to just get good TV and don't care about. Listen, um, it's just like what came out about Tyra. It's like kind of the same. It's like they, she didn't actually care about anybody and that they're saying like the producers don't give a shit. They only give a shit about making good TV and they don't care about the humans that are like going through this process. Which like, le- like I had an episode with Blake, Blake Horseman. He actually got fucked. Like his world was ruined. He was suicidal, he said on my podcast. Okay. Like, and the difference between Dylan and Blake, I feel like, is Dylan doesn't care about burning bridges. He doesn't want to make bachelor cameos for five minutes. He wants his startup business to succeed, which like, yeah, he should admit that maybe he did get kind of a platform for himself because of the show. But he doesn't care to burn bridges with Chris Harrison, with ABC, with The Bachelor. Blake, I feel like, got so burned, like literally life ruined, okay, because of The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Kaylin, that whole situation, and producers who egged this whole thing on um, and made him seem like such a terrible person. But I feel like Blake wants to hold on to that connection to maybe do a cameo, to maybe come back. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to burn, which which I don't. I don't judge him for that. Like I, I, I wouldn't want to burn that bridge, but, but maybe I would, if I was so deeply hurt, that's what I'm saying is the difference in them both. Listen to those episodes if you haven't. So anyway, Dylan, since then deleted the Twitter 
tweets, deleted the Twitter. This is how old I am. Deleted the tweets. Maybe huh. it was Lori KPR, who I love, who made him do it. But uh, he deleted those tweets. And Jed loved every fucking second of it, probably. To, he felt exonerated and posted a, I'm very excited to announce my tell-all podcast that nobody cares about will be coming out. Since then, people are actually interested to hear what he has to say because what Dylan said doesn't really make sense because if you remember, it came out that he had a girlfriend coming on the show. It's not about him cheating. Him cheating was after she picked him. But him coming on the show with a girlfriend for his dog jingle career was before. Did you just say Nikhon in Hebrew? Oh my God, yes, I did. And she wonders why she's out of a podcast hosting job. She said Nahon in Hebrew, you guys, our second language. I, I really did. I was really into what you were saying. So like it just came out, even though like my English is so much better than my Hebrew. So I don't know like how that worked out in my brain. That does. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I wanted to say, though, is that I don't know, maybe Jed and Dylan are best friends and this was all done to like get listeners for Jed's if podcast. If Dylan is best friends with Jed, then I'm taking back the fact that I like Dylan. And I need to ask him. Actually, I'm going to ask him. Maybe ask him yeah, if you're friends. Him. So, and and yeah, I'm not going to like promote the shit of Jed's new podcast. But like I said, what Dylan said was Jed didn't cheat on Hannah, but we hate Jed before he cheated on Hannah after she chose him. There was a whole drama. We hate Jed because of his reasons for coming on the show. And he came on the show with the girlfriend. And I think the girlfriend like went on reality Steve podcast or something like that. You guys can check it out and um, admitted that was true. So again, the cheating after, which was the iffy part. Do you remember when she confronted him the same way Becca confronted Ari? So that part was iffy anyway. We didn't really get it. Do you remember? She was like, and then you were partying. And so we hate him from before, Jed. So not sure that you can make a comeback from that. Um, other things just about Bachelor Nation. Sometimes we have so much about Bachelor Nation. Ben Higgins is coming out with a book, which I literally posted <laughs> that people are dying because he looks like it's a murder mystery and he's the abducted child that got murdered. I don't know. I don't get the cover of the book. <laughs> What is it called? No, oh it, God, guys, it's called it's so... Ben Higgins alone in plain sight. It also sounds like a murder mystery. Searching for connection, <laughs> searching for connection when you're seen, but not known. I feel like Ben is on the down low, a big weirdo. I feel like it. Everyone's coming out with the book. So he wrote a fucking book about his life. Like, that's all I feel like it is. And he's trying to make it really, like, spiritual or, like, I'm, I'm, I don't even fucking know. Well, he's with a woman right now that is um, saving herself for marriage. And I think they're not living together before marriage. So, yeah, he's a different kind of vibe. The girl he chose, Lauren Bushnell, now Lauren Lane, is pregnant. And another thing we have going on is Lauren and Ari, which I feel like are the most fucking legit couple in Badger Nation because they're actually married and have kids from the last recent years, at least. Um, They're having twins after she was had a really hard time getting pregnant. Then she naturally got pregnant with twins. Is that the story? Yeah, she naturally got pregnant with twins. Isn't that crazy? Which happened to our sister and is fucking amazing, but also petrifying. Also boy and girl. I honestly think like, I'd be D with twins. I really would. I'd be D. Like, it's like, you know, killing two birds with one stone. Like, why not? Yeah. Bring it on. 
I don't know. I think when you have one baby already, it's maybe you're, I don't know. It's still whatever you want to say. It's a blessing. Blah, 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 blah. It's like the heart. I got messages from people about my sister, about our sister, Allison. Um, when I put up that she's pregnant with twins, people were like, oh my God, twins are so great. F- the first five years are really hard. Like the first five years, like, can you deal? I mean, every day is hard as I see like you and Allison, like every day it is really a full-time job. It's hard. It's you have to like entertain a small little being all day long, 24 seven. And it is hard. But again, like I said, like, yes, the first in the first five years until they're five and they're more independent, I can totally see as being so hard. But then like you already have like a bigger family and you were pregnant once. Like, I just feel like it, it does like work itself out. There are pros, there are cons, but it is a blessing. It's uh, definitely the two birds with the one stone thing. But yeah, that was really exciting about my, our sister, Allison, the twins literally was like in a movie. She went to the doctor's appointment when she found out she was pregnant to get it confirmed. And they were like, oh my God, they're two heartbeats. Like legit, you guys out of a movie. And the way the ultrasound looks for twins is just the wildest thing. Cause you just see like your uterus, into with a line in the middle. It is the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. A few other interesting things from this week that aren't bachelor related is of course we kind of got a confirmation that court and Travis Barker are together. And aside from him commenting things on all of her photos and her commenting back on all of his photos, it's so cute. Wait, how did we get it confirmed? Because everybody, I mean, there were people that I think on Demois like that they were FaceTiming and they were like together. And and then like you can tell. Excuse me. That wasn't on Demois. That was on my thing. One of my that was on Nazi. That remember somebody legit she someone really legit um DM'd me and she was she's a verified account. Her good friend is really close with uh, Travis Barker. She even sent me like a picture of her kids with Travis Barker to show me that she's like connected and it's legit. And she said that they were making out in the FaceTime. And also the comments are very like indicative. Like he's she just put up like, a, you know, another thirst trap from this week because they just went on an- yet another vacation. And she was like, should I keep posting hot pics? And he wrote yes. And she comments with hearts and his photos. And I just really need a photo of them together to make me happy. It's going to come. But also he was at the Palm Springs house and he took a picture of it. That was it. That was it. That was it. That was the day. So after the the tips to Demois and also that I got, there was a day where Courtney was at the Palm, Chris's Palm Springs house. She posted like the sunset from there and he posted something. So it's like really legit. And it makes my heart warm because as much as we love squirt, Scott is a fuck up and Scott is with a 19 year old currently and he doesn't deserve the queen. And Travis is the cutest man. He is soft-spoken. He is gentle. He's a good father. He's a good father to his own kids. He's a good father to his stepdaughter, um, uh, Atiana, who is the daughter of Shanna Mokler and and her ex-husband. And that just says a lot about your character. I also used to watch Meet the Barkers on MTV, I think with my mom, which is so funny. But and I remember just thinking what a good husband he was then. Shanna Mokler was like sleeping all the time and he was doing everything. Um, so, I mean, let's not look at exteriors. He has a lot of tattoos. That doesn't mean that he's 
he's a gentle fucking soul and they've been friends for years and they've been neighbors for years and he's known the family for years. And I just feel like it could be a really good thing. It's someone her age. It's not an 18 year old, you know, whatever. I just feel like I really need this to come out and I need it to be a fish. Meanwhile, we have single Kim in what seems like living life. Divorced Kim is a vibe. Like, that's all I have to say. She's a vibe. She's looking on fuegs. Like, I don't understand. She has thousands like, of she abs. She looks so good. She has thousands of abs. She is, I think, living her best life. And I think, honestly, like, we, she's never been that public about her relationship with Kanye ever. Not even on the show. He was rarely ever on the show. He was rarely ever talked about. And I think, like, when you think about it, like, they are two different, completely different people. And he probably has some shit he needs to work out and work through. And I'm into single Kim. I'm into it. I love it. And I think she's a vibe. I think there's a lot more than we will ever know about their relationship. Like, you know, he did have several mental breakdowns in the last few years, which he then spoke out against her on like Twitter, but she's always stood behind them. Listen, the Kardashians, you know, they won't fucking betray you. That's something they no. will. The car Jenners will not betray you. Even fucking Lamar Odom, who cheated on Chloe with, you know, in a brothel and OD'd like they got yo back. Like, think about it. They got yo back no matter what. Once you're in, you're in and they're loyal. So we don't know how long their relationship has not been like typical m- man and wife. Like it he was in Wyoming for a really long time. So listen, do I think they're keeping it for the last season of the Kardashians? Probably. We also saw uh, the trailer for that, which I cried. Mm, like I just got goosebumps. No. Um, people are all like, no, Amanda, but they're going to Hulu. And I'm like, you guys, listen, the Hulu announcement said they will be producing content. They will be creating content for Hulu in 2021 or whatever the fuck. Does that mean keeping up with the Kardashians? No. Could it mean like Kendall is, you know, producing, you know, uh, a cooking show for someone? Like, I don't know what it will be, but it, it it doesn't mean it's going to be keeping up. And listen, their Instagrams are good, but they're not enough for me. I need to see their show always in forever and Chris crying and Kim crying and stupid Kylie, like being a robot, being like the memories. <laughs> We made memory. She's a robot. It's awful. Kendall is pissing me off too lately, honestly. She's like with extension. She's not old Kenny. She's not. I think that like when you're in this world for so long at one point, like at some point it's going to get you. Like she's going to, she turned over to the dark side. It got her. She's been sucked in to extensions and nails and and like not being natural Kenny. And it got her. It got her. No, for sure. It got her. We have Kristen Cavallari, not like that interesting. I feel like Kristen Cavallari knows how to work social media in her favor, aside from the, you know, the Instagram lives with uh, Craig and Austin. She then posted the 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 stand, standing United photo with Jay Cutler, like kind of speaking out against Madison, who was kind of mom shaming her, whatever. If you guys don't know about the story, then do your own deep dives. But Now she posted uh, an Uncommon James kind of like Valentine's Day card. And she wrote like dear and the letter J. And it was kind of like bring me tequila and not chocolates. Kind of like a promotional thing for Uncommon James, like obviously for your Valentine. And she wrote the letter J 
obviously having everyone spin. Is it Jeff Dye, her rumored boyfriend? But then uh, a people article actually confirmed they were broken up. Or is it Jay? Because they had that united front picture, but we don't know if it was like romantic or just like us as co-parents. So, but Jeff Dye then posted the same on Common Jane's thing with a K. So obviously it was him. Obviously they're together. And I feel like she is kind of using social media and the interest and all of this to her advantage because I feel like the next day after the United Front thing, she dropped like a new line of like uh, Uncommon James, which is genius on her part, honestly. All publicity is good publicity. And I think that there is a reason that that picture came the day before. It's not like that line being dropped wasn't planned. She probably was like, this is going to get people to like be more interested in the line. So I'm going to drop a picture and And like, this is literally being a genius. It's being a social media marketing genius and she knows what she's doing. And I'm all like, I, I think that like her putting up a picture with Jay, like, she's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like she doesn't care about what's being spoken about her and she's going to show whoever is talking shit, like what she's all about. Listen, you guys, Madison, I'm scared of her a little bit because she did come into my DMs and asked me if I'm like calling her messy, which I wasn't calling her messy. I was calling her other things, but not messy. She is really milking the last second, every Mm. last moment of this shit. She is loving it. She went up like a hundred thousand followers from this, uh, a rod drama. Again, um, we can't spend time deep diving into it. I did want to talk about it, but we ended up talking about the bachelor for long. It does seem like it's a rod. It does seem like if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Southern charm reunion, Craig brought up that, um, Madison was hanging out, cheating, talking to, he said married men, but I feel like Craig doesn't know probably that JLo and a rod aren't married yet, or didn't know at the time. But Danny from Southern Charm went on Kate Casey's podcast, pretty much confirming it is A-Rod that Madison was FaceTiming with him. Also, she didn't deny it, whereas rumors about another man came about with Madison. Uh, Eric Decker was married to Jesse James Decker. And Madison shot that rumor down, was like, no, that's not true. So if A-Rod wasn't true when she shut down A-Rod, also A-Rod and Madison were following each other. Also, A-Rod liked a bunch of her photos. Also, deep diving into A-Rod, he likes a lot of young girls' photos and follows a lot of young girls. Also, A-Rod, now that I know that, seems really creepy to me. Also, he um, just put up like a shrine video to J-Lo. So that's awkward timing. Um, I hope she drops his ass. Like, I hope she drops his ass even for just liking Madison LaCroix's photos. He needs to be dropped. He needs to be dropped. You you posted like who he's following. He's following like Kylie's assistant. No, like he's following every fucking <laughs> no, we said, one. No, we said he would be following Kylie's assistant. I don't think so- he's actually <laughs> following her. But he needs to be dropped. JLo is a goddamn queen and like he needs to be dropped. Yeah, these women cannot be forgiving these cheating fucking men anymore. Obviously we have the army situation going on, but you know, Elizabeth Chambers dropped him when she found out uh, of his cheating. That's why they they got divorced and only later did all the allegations about him taking 
the SM and BDSM to the next level and doing non-consensual stuff. Anyway, you guys, there's so much happening right now. 2021 off to a fucking crazy start. I need a daily podcast to just cover what's going on. And that's, it's just wild. It's just wild. Anyway, Ariel, thank you for joining me today and talking about the shit we love to talk about the most. And, you know, honestly, we all need this escapism right now and love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.